0: Today's episode of Dead Rabbit Radio contains content that is highly disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. When a woman is rushed to an emergency room with a life-threatening illness, we are forced to ask the question, was this a tragic accident or was it a fetish? (laughs) Did (laughs) Did this woman want this thing to happen? This is such a weird story. And then we travel to Indonesia to take a look at a serial killer with the most bizarre of motives. Some serial killers stalk their prey to have a sense of power, while others take multiple lives for some sort of bizarre sexual satisfaction. But today we're going to meet a man known as the Sorcerer, whose sole motivation for killing women was that he was incredibly lazy. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. We got a ton of stuff to cover this first story is probably going to be in court. So let's just get the lawsuit over with. Walking into Dead Rabbit Command right now is one of our newest Patreon supporters. And my co-defendant. Everyone give it up for Flashman7870. Woohoo, yeah! Come on in, Flashman. He's all not coming in. He's like, I don't want to be part of the lawsuit episode. Flashman, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I do. Just help spread the word about the show that really... Really, really helps out a lot. Now, Flashman, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command, drive us all the way out to the United Kingdom. Nice, leisurely drive over the crashing waves of the Atlantic Ocean. We're headed out to the United Kingdom. Specifically, we're headed to the town of Bristol. The year is 2022. We don't have a specific month but it's weird we don't have a specific month but we have every other piece of evidence available to know that the story is true and when i was reading the story i thought who would possibly allow a newspaper to report on the story not only using her full name but multiple photographs clearly showing her face I was like, something is up. Something is up. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, something is up. I have no proof. Then we know the story's true. Let's go ahead and get started with the story, and we'll delve into it a little bit more. And you'll you'll be giving that fast forward button ready, guys. It's the year 2022. It's a sunny afternoon in Bristol, and there's a woman. Her name is Amanda Gomo. Amanda Gomo, she's 51 years old. She is a mother of three, and she's the proud owner of Belle the Chihuahua. Little Belle's walking around the house. The kids are waving, Hey, Mom! That's how they greet each other in the house. They always wave, Bye, Mom! as she walks down the hallway. Amanda, you know, it's been a long day for Amanda. She decides to take a nap, so she crawls into bed, and Little Belle gets into bed with her kind of walking around in circles, doing the things dogs do, Amanda falls asleep. Now, this was reported in the media. I have to keep hammering this home. If this happened to me, nobody would ever know. Ever, right? Maybe in some medical journal it would pop up where they legally can't use my name. But Amanda... has no problem with her name being used in association with this story. Again, multiple photographs of her in this as well. This was published in the Wales Online newspaper. Amanda has a habit of sleeping with her mouth open. Uh... And she's having a good nap. She is dead to the world. She is so asleep. But her mouth is wide open. However, her sleep is horribly interrupted when all of a sudden... She feels a squirt into her mouth. I feel like I have to keep disassembling the story. Because let's put yourself... yourself, Not me, I'm not putting myself in the story. Let's put you into the story. Imagine you were dead asleep. Imagine you were totally asleep. (laughs) And all of a sudden, your mouth was filled with something. And again, it would be one thing if I was asleep and my mouth was wide open, and one of my roommates put like shaving cream in my mouth. I think that's toxic. They put a scoop of ice cream in my mouth, right? They put some Jello in my mouth. Like that would still be disturbing. That fight is still gonna break out. But imagine a squirt into your mouth. You're dead asleep, and then all of a sudden. Pfft, like the velocity, like everything that's added into it. It's not just like a fly landed on her mouth. It's nothing like that. It's squirts. You're adding all these other physics into it. There's splashback. There's the initial force. This wakes Amanda up. This wakes Amanda up because something squirted into her open mouth. And then she very, very quickly realizes what has happened. <laughs> her dog, Belle, who was sick who was not feeling well, but she said, hey, Belle, come and lay in bed with me. As Amanda is sleeping there with her mouth open, Belle diarrheas into Amanda's mouth. It is a thick, spray stream straight out of a dog's anus. You're like, Jason, there better be a conspiracy or a ghost showing up in this story because otherwise, why are you telling this so anyway there is a conspiracy I have a conspiracy about it this little chihuahua she's lucky it's a chihuahua right? she's like my great Dane loved to sleep in bed with me a chihuahua is right into Amanda's mouth and what would you do in this situation again you'd get out of bed <laughs> you'd be like oh I'm so tired I'm gonna continue my nap I'll deal with this later she jumps out of bed And she runs to the bathroom to wash her mouth out. Yeah, totally on board with you, Amanda. That's what I would have done, too. However, she gets to the door. Open up! Blimey! I got some poop in my mouth! And she's knocking on the door. Her son is in there taking a shower. So what would you do in this situation? I live in a modern place where there's multiple faucets, right? She does, too. I don't think her sink... I don't think her kitchen's in her bathroom. But instead of running to, maybe they have an extra bathroom, but they definitely have like a kitchen sink. If that failed, someone's washing the dishes. They're like, sorry, ma, I know you got poop in your mouth, but I got to finish these dishes. You go outside, you get a hose. You go to a neighbor's house, maybe. A dog just had violent diarrhea straight into your open mouth. Amanda, when she knocks on the door and her son goes, Mom, taking a shower, I would have kicked down that door. I'd be like, I don't care, son, I've seen everything you got. I'm going to wash my mouth out in your sink. You can stay in the shower. She takes a selfie of herself. Which she also sent to the news. There is a photograph of her with dog poop all over her face. So not only has she allowed the media to use her real name, she's allowed them to use a photograph of her with dog poop all over her face. Liquid dog poop, right? Diarrhea. I'm like, that's any better or worse. I was like, oh, it's dry dog poop. That's fine. Those pictures can go out. I'm assuming she posted these on Facebook and stuff like that as well, which just, again, begs the question. Don't, don't. It's not even a question. It's a statement. Leave. Go, go to another sink. At no point in this story would I go, Oh, you know what? I'm going to take a picture of this. Ever. She takes a picture of herself with dog feces all over her face. Looks like someone just threw a can of baked beans on her. And then she apparently waits until her son gets out of the bathroom. I, I don't know what type of backwater city Bristol is. But maybe that is where the kitchen is, is in the bathroom. Eventually, though, she does clean her face off. And she said, I couldn't get the taste out of my mouth. It went on for hours. I was vomiting. I couldn't get rid of this sensation. Well, a couple days later, Belle is still sick. The little chihuahua is still sick. The fact that this dog is still alive, by the way, the fact that this dog wasn't immediately strangled, is, again, very shocking to me. If I would have just been like, listen, Belle, you're no longer part of the family. I hope you can survive in the wilderness. You have you are not welcome here anymore. Um, no, but Belle was still there. Belle was sick, obviously. And then they took Belle to the vet. And they said, yeah, Belle has some sort of gastrointestinal disorder. I'd be like, you think? It pooped in my mouth. Well, anyways, later that day, after Belle had been diagnosed with this stomach disease... Amanda also begins to get sick. She says her whole body starts cramping up. She begins to have violent diarrhea. She's walking out of the house. She's like, ooh, which one of my kids are asleep? I got a surprise for them. I'll pass on the curse. It's like the Ring video. She begins to have violent diarrhea. Her whole body starts cramping up. She goes to the hospital. Sure enough, she has the same gastrointestinal bug that Belle has. Sure, the doctors are wondering, how did you get a dog disease? And they're taking bets on how weird this woman could be to get this dog disease. And they're like, oh, man, no one bet that you let a dog diarrhea in your mouth. She's in the hospital for three days. They have to, like, replenish her fluids and all that stuff. They're finally able to cure the infection. And then Amanda ends this article in the, in the whalesonline.com or .co.uk. They said, quote, I've forgiven Belle. That would have not, I never would have. But I've forgiven Belle and her little accident, and I still love her with all my heart. But I will definitely be more mindful of what position we sleep in the future. Like separate rooms for me, right? I would have gotten rid of the dog. I 100% would, I would have gotten rid of my firstborn child if he pooped in my mouth. I'm like, you're gone. Hope you like gruel, because you're headed to the orphanage. So that's the story of Amanda and her dog, Belle. But here, here's my conspiracy theory for this. Here's my conspiracy theory for this. this. I have no proof of any of this. I have no proof of any of this, your honor, as I'm being held in libel court in Britain. I don't know if any of this is true. But I I will say, let's take a look at some of the evidence here. To me, (laughs) actually, let's do this. Forget that story. Forget that story. I'm going to talk about a hypothetical person named Samanda. And Samanda, to me, it's so weird to think that you would let a dog poop in your mouth. I'm pausing so the other (laughs) lawyer can say objection, objection. She never let the dog poop in her mouth. Here's my thing. Dog poops in your mouth. What would you do? You'd wash it out, and then you would never tell anyone ever again what happened. The end. I'm wondering, and I have no facts to back this up, I'm wondering if this is some bizarre fetish. Like some bizarre humiliation fetish that this person has. This, This hypothetical person has. Because not only did she get poop in her mouth, she then did not wash it out immediately. She took a photo that was then posted online. You took a photo of her in the hospital room and a photo of her kissing her dog. I'm just saying, it looks extremely suspicious. If if someone sent you a photograph of poop if you get a photograph from a long lost friend you haven't seen him in a while and they have poop on their face would you assume that they wanted you to see that photo obviously they sent it to you if somebody sent me a photograph of them covered in feces i would assume this is some sort of disgusting fetish they have they're roping me in on it i think that's what's Again, i got to be very careful what I say, but I'm wondering if that's what this is. I'm wondering if this is some sort of humiliation fetish or some sort of scat fetish. And this is the way that somebody could get off by putting this stuff out there. Dog poop's in your mouth. Wash it out. Go to the doctor. End of story. No one should know your name. No one should see photos of it. The fact that you would stop at any point in time and snap a photo of dog... Diarrhea on your face is just weird. It's just weird. If it's not a fetish, it's definitely weird, Your Honor. I think, I think I've think i clearly not... I don't think I've specifically said I think she has some sicko fetish. But she may. I rest my case. I don't know. I don't know. Is it being dragged off, being dragged off and thrown in British jail? Who knows, right? But technically, a true crime story for the ages. Okay, let's go ahead. I just, I, this story so disgusting. I had to share it with you guys. Flashman 7870, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the carbon copter. You might want to wash those keys off as you're catching them. You're like, ah. Let's leave behind Bristol, the United Kingdom. Take us all the way out to Indonesia. <laughs> I've always felt bad for people who have weird fetishes like that. Like, how do you have a normal relationship if if you like getting pooped on by a dog? Like, how do you even build bonds with other... I mean, you can be good friends with people, but, like, you get married, and he's like, hey, honey, you want to snuggle me? <laughs> she's looking over at the chihuahua, and she's like, oh, I wish. And he's like, what'd you say, honey? Oh, nothing. Like, if you had a fetish like that, how, how do you even... Relates. You see, like all the other wives in town are like, "Oh, and then I bought this sexy lingerie, and my husband, oh, he took me like a wild animal." And she's, she's like, "Did that wild animal have diarrhea?" Amanda, I mean Samantha, what are you talking? About? Okay, anyways, anyways, let's move on. We are in Indonesia, specifically, we're in the town of Madan. That's in North Sumatra, Indonesia. It's kind of a rural part of the country. It's a place where stories of witchcraft, black magic, shamanism, these are still held in very high regard in these more rural regions of Indonesia. And we're back in the year 1986. We're going to head out to this cattle breeding facility. And don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. We head out to this cattle breeding facility and we're going to meet a worker there. His name is Ahmad. Siraji, Ahmad Siraji, he's 37 years old and he's like, you cows, you go do your thing. Go do bulls over there. Yeah, come in. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I don't know if he was that into it. It might have just been a day job for him. Actually, I know it was a part time job because his other part time job was as a dukan, which is a shaman, someone who specializes in minor charms, curses, stuff like that. Most of his clientele were women, and they'd come to him and they'd ask you know, for a beauty spell, they're getting a little bit older, something to take care of their crow's feet. Maybe it was something that they wanted to get lucky and find the right man. Sometimes it was just for wealth. Sometimes, though, it was a little bit darker. They wanted a cheating husband to get what he deserved, or an ex-boyfriend to realize she was the right one all along, and then probably fall in a couple mud puddles along the way. And he had no problem doing any of this stuff. But like us all, Ahmad aspired for greater things. Well, one night in 1986, he has a dream. He sees his father materialize in front of him in the dreamscape. His father, who's deceased in the real world, is now standing there in front of him while he slumbers. And his father tells Ahmad, listen, there is a way that you can have more power than any mortal man. There is a ritual you can perform where you can become the great mystical healer you were always meant to be. What you need to do is find a dead woman and drink the saliva from her lips. If you do this 70 times, you will gain all the powers you ever wanted. So when Ahmad wakes up, thinks about that. I mean, obviously my father coming to me in this dream, it's not just a dream, it's a vision. He's telling me something from the other world, from the beyond. A way to become a mighty mystic. But I have to drink the saliva from the mouths of 70 dead young women. Sounds like a lot of work. I mean, obviously, when a woman dies, I can go to her grave and dig her up get the saliva. But... There's a lot of labor involved in that, right? There's a lot of labor involved in that. I got to dig it up. First off, I got to find out where they're buried. I have to be watching the news and find out when a young woman dies. And maybe, what, how many young women die in this region in a given week or a given month? Probably not a lot, right? Got to wait till they're buried, dig them up, drink the saliva. But if I do this, I'll be more powerful than I could ever imagine. So the end result is what I want. The problem is it's going to take so long and it's going to be so much work to drink the saliva of these dead women. Backbreaking manual labor, researching death notices, all of this stuff. There has to be an easier way. And when Ahmad finally puts two and two together, what he needs is the saliva... And what he has is an unending stream of women coming to him for help. He figures out the solution to all of his problems. Now, Ahmad went by many names. He was known as Ahmad to some. He was also known as Nasib Kliwang or Datuk Marengi. And also he was known as the Sorcerer. Now, these names weren't just like Tupac's, also known as Machiavelli, these names allowed him to make contact with women. The women come out to see him. The women disappear. It's not getting tracked back to Ahmad. Even if they were able to connect that the last person she saw was Nasib or Datuk or the sorcerer, is that actually coming back to Ahmad's home? What's interesting is that the last victim of a mod, when she got picked up by a 15-year-old rickshaw driver, she told the driver, don't tell anyone where you're taking me. Okay, you know, you pay me my money, I'll take you wherever you want. And he took her out to this house near a giant sugarcane field, dropped her off, left. And he never heard back from her. He never heard back from this woman. But when he started seeing news reports and when investigators started walking around looking for this woman, the rickshaw driver goes to the police and says, hey, I think I know who you're looking for. Like, I gave this woman a ride out to this house by the sugar cane field. And she told me not to tell anybody, but obviously if she's missing, I'm going to tell you, right? That happened in April of 1997, when the police finally showed up at mod's house. 1997. The dream was in 1986. So for 11 years, the sorcerer was putting his plan into action. He'd be sitting at his house, and he'd have a young woman show up, asking for a simple charm to be cast. She'd gladly pay him for it. And he would take the money he would look at her think about it yeah yeah she's young enough she'll do and he would lead this young woman out into the sugarcane field where there would be this little pit dug now it wasn't very wide it wasn't super deep But it was deep enough for the woman to get into. And she would get into it up to her waist. And he goes, this is all part of the ritual. You want to be beautiful? This is what we do. This will be a beauty spell. This is part of it. And she's meeting this shaman, right? This man who has a reputation for being able to cast these charms and these curses and such. I'll get into the little pit. And the woman would get into the pit and it would go up to her waist and then he would sit there and fill it full of dirt and kind of pack it down so she's just kind of buried, almost like a plant, just sticking up out of the dirt. He'd wrap his hands around her neck and squeeze the life out of her. Right when she died, he would lean down and suck the saliva out of her mouth. He would dig them up, take all their clothes off to aid in the decomposition. Then he would dig a proper, properly sized grave, place the body in it. Always make sure the head was facing towards his house, which was nearby the sugarcane field. Pack the dirt down. And walk back home. When the police showed up at his house. They don't know any of that. They just are looking for this missing woman. They start to grill him on, hey, do you know where this woman went? Do you know where this woman went? He totally denies it. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, I am a mystic. I get a lot of people who come through here. A lot of people of different ages. So it's not that everyone who stopped by his house ended up dead. Some of them did. The young ones. But even not all of them, it would be luck of the draw. Whether or not you would come in Get a little remedy for what was ailing you and leave. Or if you would come in and he would go, I have the ritual for you. Let's go out to the sugarcane field. He's denying that he even knows this woman, but the police see some of her items, some of her personal items. They see her purse in his house. So you can't, you know what you're gonna do. You're caught. You just said you didn't even know who this person was. How do you have her purse sitting there? So Ahmad finally breaks down and confesses. Says I've been taking them out to the sugarcane field. So when the police finally go out there and they start digging up the sugarcane field, they find 42 bodies. 42 bodies of young women all nude, all buried so their head is facing towards his house. And some of them were so decomposed they have no idea who these people were. Now, Ahmad was arrested. He was arrested. <laughs> the cops obviously didn't go back and say, okay, that's kind of creepy. We'll let you go. They arrest him. They also arrest, he had three wives with him. And they arrest the three wives. They say, you must have been helping them with this. In the end... Only one of the wives was actually found guilty. I think two of them were just the charges were dropped. One of his wives, they were all sisters. All three of these wives were sisters. One of the wives is serving life in prison. As far as I can tell, she's still in there. But Ahmad himself was sentenced to death. It was July 10th, 2008, when he was killed by a firing squad. Three bullets through his chest. It's a super interesting story on multiple levels, obviously from a true crime angle. But then we also have this paranormal angle where the father tells him to do this. And he it's so interesting because when he was being talked to by the police, he was very, very clear. My father had never told me to kill anybody. Like, even though his father had passed on... Even though this was his father's ghost he saw in a dream, he didn't want to besmirch the legacy of his father. I mean, he kind of did by murdering a bunch of people. But he goes, my dad, I want to be very clear. My father did not tell me to murder anybody. That was not his intent. He said, quote, my father did not specifically advise me to kill people. So I was thinking it would take ages if I have to wait to get 70 women. I was trying to get to it as fast as possible. I took my own initiative to kill. So I find that idea interesting. I mean, again, no jury's going to be like, well, you know, his dad did tell him to kill these people, so, you know, you're innocent. It wouldn't have helped him. It wouldn't have hurt him if he had said... Well, actually, it could have helped him, right? He could have said, like, that could have been insanity or something like that, or his spirit, some demon was impersonating his father... Something like that. This guy's obviously insane. He still, even though his father was dead, did not want to drag his dad, (laughs) did not want to drag his dead dad's ghost into this and say, My dad, no, he commanded me to kill. He goes, No, my father never told me to do that. He just gave me a task that was so hard to complete. I wanted to speed things up. And he was more than halfway there. I mean, I'm not I say that like it actually would have worked. Actually, you know, let's back up for a second, because on a paranormal level, let's put on our conspiracy caps here. This is for my upcoming criminal trial. What if this would work? What if there are spells like this that can work, that people have done, And it involves, yes, collecting this, yes, Your Honor, of collecting the saliva of 70 dead women, not to go out and murder people. Because that would have taken a long time. What if a spell like this works? Like, what if there are people out there who have done this successfully, not the murder part? But they've spent years. Maybe if you're rich enough and you could, like, fly a private. You're always sitting there, you're reading the newspaper, you're like, Jarvis, take us to Arizona. A young woman just died there. And then your plane lands and you have your butlers dig up the grave. And then you're like, ah, sweet, sweet nectar of the gods. The butlers are like, man, we just need to quit. Also, butlers don't dig graves, dig up graves. And then you watch your boss crawl into a grave and be like, mm-hmm, and he's sucking it up. Like, what if you actually could drink the saliva of 70 dead women. I guess my question is what do you what would happen to you? What would happen to you? Is it is it possible that you would get magical powers? Is it possible that the dream was real? And the dad was trying to give him good advice, son, I you're listen, you're a cool shaman. But you're not so cool that you can quit your job at the cow breeding factory. He obviously wasn't doing that good to begin with. If he also had to watch cows have sex all day long. He's like, oh man, another day, another dollar. And then he's like, oh, I forgot I'm also a shaman. Then he has to go and like listen to women's problems. They're talking about stuff. He's like, listen, lady, you think you got it hard? I watched a bull have sex with 10 cows today. Here, this is a little spell to make you more beautiful. The Dab was trying to give him good advice. I wonder if this spell works. I wonder if there's anything, too, if you drink the saliva of 70 dead women, that it would give you magical powers. Like, who am I to say that it won't? <laughs> who am I to say that it won't? We talk about crazy stuff all the time. Like, I do believe that there are rituals. I do believe in magic and in various forms, Right. So who's to say that this spell wouldn't work if you did it right? Like, had this guy, he was 37 when this all started, had had he wandered around the countryside digging... Okay, just so we're clear, I'm not saying that it's morally right to dig up the graves of young women. I'm not saying, like, well, the unjustifies the means. But it's better than murdering them. I think we can all agree on that, right? If it's much better to dig up the corpse of a young woman of a freshly killed or freshly dead, right? Maybe she just had some disease, right? Maybe a dog pooped in her mouth and she didn't go to the hospital in time. She dies. You don't First off, don't drink her saliva. You're like, oh, this is so gross. You don't do that. But, I mean, like, morally speaking, it's much better to drink the saliva of a dead woman who you didn't kill. I think we can all agree on that. I think we can all agree on that. I wonder if this spell works. Let me backtrack. I wonder if this spell works. I'm not going to try it myself. I'm not going to start digging up graves. I, 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 they just. But I'm just curious. Just, it's an interesting story from a true crime angle. It's very rare you come across a serial killer who's just kind of lazy. I mean, you figure you have to kind of be a go getter. You kind of have to be. You can't really be a serial killer and a procrastinator. So that's an interesting angle for it. Of course, his main motivation, you could say, was to get this power. But the serial killing had nothing to do with that. It was just a shortcut to get this power. And had he gotten all 70 victims, had he drank all of this saliva, who knows what would have happened. You're like, Jason, you just wouldn't have ended up in jail. You would have just had 70 victims instead of 42. Who knows? If you knew for a fact, just like when you're bouncing a basketball, it'll bounce back up to you. If you knew for a scientific fact, if you drank the saliva of 70 dead women, would you do it? Well, I guess I should tell you what happened. I go, you'll get horribly sick. You'll get horribly sick and can't look in the mirror at yourself ever again. If you knew that if you drank the saliva, you didn't have to kill anybody. You just had to travel the country with your army of butlers. Would you drink saliva from the mouths of dead women? 70 of them, by the way. To gain magical powers. Like, I will not I will not incriminate myself. I will not say that I would do it. But I I mean that it would be fascinating. It would be a fascinating science experiment for you to do. For you to do. Is it possible? Who knows? And I can imagine, like, again, if this is possible, there probably is some like high-end shop. Some high end mystical shop outside of Hogwarts. (laughs) No no I feel like this is really going sideways. I have a totally different idea of what I want, but I'm sure like you could go to some like mystical shop and buy a bottle. Buy a bottle of the saliva of 70 women, dead women. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Jason, I have no idea. If you're trying to tell me that Giles from Buffy actually has a shop somewhere where you can buy these curios, I do think those places exist. And I think there are places that tourists go. And there are places that magical novices go. And then there are, just like if I want to buy heroin, I have to go to the local dealer. But then there are people who can, like, go to a heroin den. They're like high-end heroin users. They know where the good stuff is. No fentanyl in theirs. You know what I mean? Like there's different levels. I'm sure there are like, I've gone to magic shops where you can buy stones and quartz and healing crystals and stuff like that. But like a high level magic user doesn't shop at sparkling creations, right? They're going somewhere else and they're buying their sage that is freshly harvested from this graveyard or whatever. And I'm sure that it, there are bottles of the saliva of 70 dead women. And if there wasn't, there probably is now. Like, it had. To, who knows if this is a well known spell? Like, this guy could have had a dream. And even if someone was just like curiously <laughs> reading the newspaper, they're like looking at their crystal ball one morning. They're like, honey, come and see the news. Did you hear what's happening in Indonesia? Little clouds are moving away in the crystal ball. Basically, let me wrap this up. I do think, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible, but if it is. That this would go from being something that a dream dad told his son to then the son publicizing it because he's killing all these women and it's in the newspaper. I can honestly see high-level magic users looking at that and going, there might be something to this. There might be something to this. Like He went about it the wrong way, but let's actually see what happens when you drink the saliva of 70 dead young women. So somewhere out there today, there may be a little curio shop that doesn't have any Yelp reviews. Nobody knows about it unless you're the most elite of all magic users. And in that store, there's shelves of goods, right? There's like jars of eyeballs, (laughs) frogs jumping out of it. (laughs) The cashier is a witch. Okay, never mind. I keep no matter how serious I try to end this, I realize how ludicrous it sounds. What I'm saying is that I'm sure this went from some guy's dream. To him trying it, to it being publicized in the media, to other people actually reading that and going, let's see if it'll actually work, because why not, right? We're a bunch of wizards, and then (laughs) they're like, fly, which is flying? They're flying around graveyards and stuff like that. To the point, what I'm getting at is the point is it went from a dream to this guy murdering all these women to it being publicized in the media to other people legitimately trying it to now in the year 2022, you could probably go into one of these elite magic stores and they may have jarred for your ease, right? So you don't have to travel all these graveyards, a jar of the saliva of 70 dead women. Like you can actually just like, you have a shopping list. Your butler's like, Oh, I need a new job. He's like going into this spooky shop. He's like one jar of 70 dead women's saliva. I can almost guarantee that that is real if there's any truth to this ritual you can now buy that stuff mass market because it's just how weird the world is deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio tiktok is at deadrabbitradio Dead Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great week, guys.